I'm strapped up. Nothing. What was that about? Let's make the fight happen. We strapped the fuck up. Yes, yes, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to episode 94 of the Strap Season Podcast. I'm your host, Cam. My flows. And as always, please make sure you check us out on all the streaming platforms. Um, we're available on all the good ones. So Spotify, um, YouTube, Apple Podcasts. Um, if you want to head over to our Instagram, which is Strap Season Podcast, or our Twitter, which is Trap Season Pod, that has all of our links in the bio. So make sure you do that, like, subscribe, all that good stuff. But yeah, man. Let's not waste time here, bro. Episode 94. We've got quite a few fights to break down. So, um, yeah, man, I want to start. Let's, let's go in chronological order, right? Um, so, obviously, the other week, we broke down, or we previewed um, the return of the monster. No, yeah, anyway. In a rematch against Anita Donaire. It was happening on a very, very strange day, a Tuesday, which I don't even know. Still to this day, I don't even know why they picked Tuesday. I don't, I don't know if you know. <laughs> hey, it happened on the Tuesday, and we was treated to a I'm not gonna say boxing masterclass, I'm gonna say boxing destruction, bro. <laughs> or a masterclass in destruction from um Mr. Inouye, who dispatched Nonito Donaire in two rounds. Two crazy, crazy rounds. I remember you saying that you felt that Inouye was gonna stop him this time. So obviously we know the first fight was very back and forth and close first fight. I thought to myself, you know, in a way, he's got you know the wherefore, the experience to perhaps see out again, but he will still lose. But I did not see in a way doing that to him. Because um, <laughs> <laughs> you you said stoppage, but I think you said late stoppage, didn't you? Yeah, I thought you maybe yeah. get him out of there late on, but yeah, like that. boy, I think for, for he dropped him in the first round. It's, it's interesting going to this one because that that first fight, I think, what a lot of people were surprised with was that. Don Donaire was willing to sort of sit in the pocket in a way and trade, and obviously you think to yourself, you sort of think that, rah, this guy's a monster puncher. Do you really want to be sitting in there with him and trading? But Donaire had a lot of success in that first fight in sitting with in a way and trading, and he hurt in a way as we as we saw. He gave him a lot of trouble. Yeah. So you're kind of thinking he's going to do that again, but this fight in the first round, he was trying to box a little bit. He wasn't trying to sit with him, and he was trying to you know sort of boxing the back foot and use his boxing skills to sort of get out of range and stuff. And it didn't work because he got dropped. <laughs> so so from the, from the off, it's looking a bit shaky. And then we get to the second round now and Donaire's changed tactic. You know, he's obviously, clearly, I've lost the first round trying to box. Then we go back to sitting in with him and trading with him. And it's peak for us because he's done that and he's been dropped again. Badly. <laughs> So even worse than the first knockdown. So you're even thinking like, rah, what's, what could he do? Um, Donaire actually had in a way against the ropes and he was, I think he actually landed quite a good shot as well. But you can see his face is all red and whatever. And then in a way he's landed a, a crazy left hook, brother. And I don't even know, honestly, I till this day, I still don't know how Donaire stood up from that. I would not know him stood up. He didn't go down because that left hook had my man's leg stanky-legged. <laughs> The leg was shaking, bro. <laughs> but he somehow didn't go down, but obviously visibly super hurt. So anyways, then pounced on him, had him up against the ropes and he's unloading, catching him with big shots and Donaire's finally gone down and the referee, the referee didn't even count. The referee, as soon as he went, because he, he, he went like flat down, didn't he? The referee just waved it off from there. He didn't even bother to let, try to let him count, try to beat the count. That was it. It was done. That's all she wrote. Um... This guy's scary. We said it before. He's he's scary. <laughs> what, what, what more can we say about Influence? He's a problem. He's a problem. Like we've, we've talked about it before. We've said, we've put him up there in terms of pound, to, pound for pound, one of the hardest hit punches. Yeah. Oh, 100%. Yeah. We've said that about him. We've put him up with some big names in that, in that regard. Mm. And I don't know. He, he, he's different, man. He's different. He's moving up weight classes, destroying guys. I've, I've said he, he looks like a like a superhero somewhere in that ring. Yeah. Like, honestly, I, I think I said it last time. He's one fight where I'm watching him fight and I'm wincing. 
yeah. as he's hitting people. I'm yeah. like, I'm like, sick. And this guy's what, 118 pounds? Yeah, currently 118. Um, I'd say it's so testament to his power because after the fight, someone on Twitter put up the thread or you saw of him knocking guys out. Fantastic thread. Yeah, amazing thread. And you know, because you know how I said that he's dropped every single point in his face at least once, which is insane. But when you watch that thread, yeah, you notice how the sheer amount of knockdowns were from body shots. Mm. And that tells you all you need to know about someone's power. Because it's easy, it's, it's probably easy to catch someone on the head and not, you know, get them dazed from the head. But to be dropping so many men of body shots, that says it all. That says it all about your power. It's oh, real. For, and he's fully, yeah, it's, it's real. It, Donaire didn't look like he knew, like he didn't even know where he was. Like he did, like he looked like he'd been hit by an express train. <laughs> Japanese express train, literally, it was peak. It was kidding me. Obviously, the knee of Donaire was humbling the feet, like you saw his post fight yeah. interview. Yeah. But I've never heard a fighter say, I'm glad the ref stopped it. <laughs> but I said he's glad, but he was more trying to allude to the fact that he would have kept getting up. Yeah. But man said, man said, I'm glad the ref stopped it. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I tell you, you know, my man, I've never heard a fighter say that. I don't think trust, that. trust, trust, trust. That is so true. Like, um, it's kidding me. This brother's scary. Um, I think obviously he's called out Paul Butler, who has the, because now he's got all, now he's got three belts at their weight class. There's one, one last piece of the puzzle left, one last Infinity Stone for him to collect. That's held by UK's Paul Butler. Butler might as well hand him the belt. I can't lie. You might as well give it to him <laughs> because, yeah, um, when if that fight happens or when it happens, he's getting destroyed. We know he, like Butler. Butler was probably even considered the weakest of a champions. To be honest, but if I'm looking at that weight class, he's probably the worst one there. No offense to Paul Butler, but yeah, you know it's coming for you. And I think it's sick because what I want to happen is obviously, in a way, you in, in a way becomes your undisputed, and then obviously we know about the division up. That's cool boy Steph's division. So from what I'm sort of envisioning, anyway, grabs, you know, becomes undisputed that the weight class moves up. By then, I'm expecting, hopefully, fingers crossed, uh, Stephen Fulton would have unified with the um with it with MJ. So potentially, in a way, could potentially be walking into an undisp- another undisputed fight straight away. Possibly, who knows? But um, yeah, I think a lot of people are already salivating at the idea of a Fulton versus in a way fight. That flows. That that's going to be a serious fight. That's going to be a serious, serious fight. Bro, yeah, that's a crazy one right there. But anyway, yeah. he's moved up quite a bit already. So yeah, but he wants to. He wants to move up again. He did say, yeah. you know, once he grabs that, he wants to move up to the next one. So he's a monster. <laughs> but but his those, name, I, I those, I those lower weights. I guess obviously there always comes a limit, but um. Yeah, yeah, that's not too big of a jump for him. It's not, yeah, it's not too big of a jump for me. I, I think he could do two more potentially, potentially two more, but um, yeah. Quick, quickly touch upon Donaire. Um, it's been a glittering career. He's going straight into that Hall of Fame. To be honest, um, what is it? Is it five, six weight classes world champion? Yeah. Forty now, been around for a long, long time. Kind of had his Indian summer because obviously when they fought uh, two years ago. He, he had a belt, which in a way took off him, and he had another, you know, he went back and won another title, which in a way is now taken off him. So, yeah, man, Donaire is bona fide Hall of Famer, definitely one of Filipinos' greatest, uh, Philippines' greatest, but at 40 now, yeah, it might it might be time. I think it's I think it's high time now for him to call it a day, don't you think? Yeah, I mean, great fighter, great career. Put mm. some brilliant fights for us. And yeah. Yeah, I think. <laughs> good way to bow, bow up. Yeah. No shame as well. No shame. Yeah. Um, yeah. Shout out to them. Shout out to Inouye. Probably one of the best, most exciting fights you can you can you can sort of watch as a as a boxing fan. So yeah, listeners, make sure you tune into any Inouye fight. It's going to be fireworks. He's definitely going to drop someone. I'm sure of that. <laughs> I've seen a lot a lot of fanfare around Inouye now. Um, oh, er, well, er, er, everybody's running to Inouye now. Yeah. <laughs> everybody's running. Like everyone's got a pound for pound number one now. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, they got him on the list. Yeah. A yeah. lot of people, and it's so funny. Like recently, we're, we're just seeing the power for pound list chop and change every week. And yep. after someone wins a fight, they're, yep. they're in the... <laughs> these, so funny to me. These, these the conversations around the list are funny as well, isn't it? Because no one's ever happy. Like I don't yeah. think I've seen one list where people aren't complaining, saying, "Oh, how can he not be there? Or how can he not be there?" Um, it's what you make of it, I suppose. 
I think there's definitely people who you know you expect to be there, but yeah, like you said, it's there's so there's quickly subject to change depending on you know who fights. So who fights one week, who fights next week. So is what it is. I mean, we've I think we've both had in a way in our top five for a few. Yes, yes, we have. Since yeah, we started this pod. So yeah. He's, he's not he's not a hidden gem like yeah like he's, he's not an unknown court. yeah like some people some people are acting like oh who's this in a way guy but like, he's been doing this by the way <laughs> so yeah you people don't sleep get to know he's serious um and he's building his platform nicely so shout out to him um cool let's um let's move on a couple of fights that happened on the, this weekend on the saturday uh might as well obviously as usual we start at home so we'll start with home there was a card, actually, we didn't touch upon it last week. Um, but, yeah, it might as well, you know, would be remiss to not mention it now. Uh, Richard Rackpour, who kind of feels like he didn't fight too long ago against Juma. But, yeah, they've ruled him out again against um, Turchi, who he was supposed to fight, I believe, on the, that Juma card. So it's good that they were, they were able to sort of hash that out and get that back on again quickly. Um, yeah, man, Rackpour... This was, I think it was built as quite a decent test for him. I think it was an eliminator as well, wasn't it, Flores? Um, yeah, cruiserweight eliminator. Um, he's he's knocked this guy out in two rounds. Richard, Richard Riakpo doing what Richard Riakpo does. Uh, it was a beautiful body shot. It didn't even look hard, but I could tell it was hard because of the, my man's reaction. <laughs> he tried to get up, Flores. You see, he tried to get up and he went back down again. <laughs> right. Um, yeah. Rakpour is we, we we talked about him and his power. It's it's no joke as well. He's another seriously hard puncher. Um and yeah, he's doing what he's meant to be doing. Um yeah, two rounds. It's it's hard to sort of break this one down because he got him out of there so quickly in such devastating fashion. Um yeah, he's Rakpour's moving on up. <laughs> he's got himself now primed for a shot. Um and you know it's obviously I think a box obviously Santa Boxer and Sky. They're really pushing him. Like I think they're really trying to make him their guy. Um, and um, yeah, if he keeps on winning, he, he can be that. So shout out to Richard. Um, it's not really one where we can sort of discuss his improvements or his regressions because he, he knocked a guy out <laughs> very quickly. Um, what are your thoughts on the, the fight itself or the knockdown or the sorry, the knockout, etc.? Yeah, good performance from Richard. He done his thing. Um, he can make this his thing. When he has made it, he's put almost where he started to just knock knock guys out. Like he's he's been doing that, but then mm. I know he's had a few close fights, and then he's got the stoppage and whatnot. But if he's yeah. stopping people early now, yeah, make it your thing. Obviously, like you say, Skyboxer, they're talking him up. They're saying he's better than Wilder and all this yeah. and that. Um, they're really backing him, you know. Like I, I was deep in it. I was watching. I think it was like, wow, they they're really making Richard as trying to make him the star. Which is good mm-hmm. for him. I'm happy for him. I'm happy for him. Yeah, it's, they've got the platform to do it. Um, yeah. yeah, definitely. Houston used, used to say the cruiserweight division is there for the taking in my eyes. That's one division where I think you can have good success in, especially with Usyk moving on out, Bradis yeah. on the out, yeah, um, Carberry on the out. So it's there for people like Cody, React for to make a name for themselves in that division. So yeah. Question for you, Flores. When 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 do we think we see obviously the this prospected rack rack poor Akoli fight? Do you reckon next I year? Think, I think next year, yeah. Yeah, next year. You're saying I yeah. think next year. I think, like I say, the cruiserweight division isn't has never really been a spectacular division. Yeah. Um if if you can make cruiserweight, you can kind of make heavyweight, and heavyweight yeah. is the money division. So that's a, that's glamorous, yeah, yeah. 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 yeah, I think that's the more glamorous one, and I'm sure both of them have their eyes set on moving up to that division. But yeah, this is this is a stepping stone in terms of a division they can clear up, mm. and them two facing off, London rivalry, both what wiped out the domestic scene. Both of them yeah. smashed up everyone in the domestic both very, level. Both very similar, yeah, <laughs> profiles. Was, yeah. I think we both said it would be a stink. <laughs> we did. No, 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 we, said, no, we said that if it happened like now, yeah. for example, or this year, it's stinking out the drink. They're booing. But well, someone getting stopped. Yeah, yeah. We said it's not going 12, but it's not gonna be an it's not gonna be a nice fight to watch based on both of their styles and profiles. But next year, because as we see, well, they're both growing, they're both getting better, they're both 
you know, yeah, getting better. So by next year, I'm expecting it, it could be an exciting fight. Yeah. Both of them developing relationships with new trainers. Yeah. Um, my colleagues with McGregor, right? Yep. And um, we had pause with um, Angel Fernandez. So, yeah. So, yeah, they're both developing. They're both growing, even though we had pause and young. He's like in his 30s he's, old, he's, he's He's 32, 33. He's older than the colleague. Yeah. Even, funny enough, yeah. But um, in terms of freshness, he's still he's still learning. He's, he's yeah. still developing. So, yeah, it's, it's definitely one for the future. I think next year could be a big next fight. Next year, 100%. Yeah, I look forward to that as well. That's, that's, that's a big fight for the UK. Um, 100%. Shout out to React Paul. Did what you had to do. Um, also, quickly touch upon, because he was on your undercard, and it was another devastating performance from your guy, Vidal Riley. Um, funny enough, he's... Wait, Vidal Riley's a, he's a light heavy, right? Cruiser, cruiser. He's a cruiser. He's a cruiser. Yeah, but he looks, he looks like a small cruiser. He though. looks small, yeah. Well, to be fair, we're comparing him to React Paul and Akoli, who are actually yeah. humongous cruisers. Like, they're man, man, <laughs> man actually too big for cruiserweight in that sense. But yeah, um, heavyweights. Yeah, Big really weight. and truly. They've got heavyweight sort of builds in that sense. Um, but yeah, Vidal Riley, another beautiful knockout, uh, highlight road knockout for him. Um, like you said, good to see him in action. He's another one. Obviously, I know you've, you're big on him and you've earmarked him as someone that is very, very good. Mm. People are starting to talk about him now, saying that, you know, he's a problem for the cruiserweight division in the future. Obviously, I don't think he's where Akoli and React poor yet because obviously he's he's still kind of a novice in that sense. But yeah, um, it's good to see him moving. Good to see him getting fights. This is what, two quick fights in succession. So, mm. he, in fact, he should aim for at least two more fights this year. Yeah, thanks. Maybe even three. <laughs> if he's stopping guys in one, two rounds. 100%. I think activity is the key thing for him. Obviously, yeah. we've, we've talked about, we discussed before, his relationship with Wave of Promotions, where he was very inactive there. Mm-hmm. Activity for him, because really and truly, once Okoli and React Paul move on up, I think it's, it's him. him. I think it's him. Mm. I really do think it's him. Um, he's got I'm, the talent. I mean, Flores, I stood knockout itself. You saw the skills. You see how the way he, tr- he changed angles so quick. Yep. The guy couldn't even see the punch coming. And then boom, one shot gone. That's that's skills that not to knock a call or a react board, they haven't shown me that. You know what I mean? Like yeah. that's there already. That's superb skills. Yeah. Yeah. So I I, I think he's that he just needs to be active, stay active. Yeah. He's one who might have a few other distractions. I know he does his YouTube thing, he does his yeah. rapid thing. That's my said association with KSI, yeah. That's I think that's partly the reason why he was inactive because mm. he was doing all that stuff. But yeah. Of course, it's partly to do with uh, mayor of promotion. Yeah. That they do what they do. Well, we uh, said it before. We know fighters should do. Yeah, we know. <laughs> yeah. So I think, yeah, stay focused, get active. Yeah. And yeah, you could be, you, he could be a pay per view star really and truly for Boxing Sky mm. quite mm. easily. Just needs yeah. to be active. Yeah. No, I agree. No, he, he definitely does, does look good. And um, yeah, hopefully the activity levels stay, stay high for him because he's got, I guess, catching up to doing it. So. Yeah, um, yeah, that was sort of it for the Sky Boxer card. I want to move over to BT now because uh, Daniel Dubois was against Trevor Bryan for the WBA regular heavyweight title, which is a full world title, if you listeners didn't know. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, we said we expected Daniel Dubois to dispatch Bryan because Bryan is someone that hasn't really been in with good quality opposition and just isn't that that good. Um Dubois done it easily in four rounds. Um it it was easy. It was very, very easy. Before I get into the in fact, yeah, let, let me just say a few things. First of all, I, I tweeted this in the account, yeah. <laughs> I said the first thing first, yeah, being side to Don King in 2022 is insane to me. That is insane. How could you be side to Don King? <laughs> Second of all, Flores, did you see the quality of his show? One of the worst televised shows I've ever seen. And we've seen some bad ones in boxing. But that's up there. I'm crying. That's up there. That's top, top three, maybe number Flores, one. This entire show was shambolic. I've never seen anything like... I've never seen anything look so amateur in my life. It looked like it was in a school, like a, like a high school gym, first of all. <laughs> he had... I don't, I don't know if you caught the anthems, the anthem singing. 
Which is oh, like, okay, you missed, yeah, the, the chick singing the UK anthem was killing me because you know how you know the American anthem they usually you know they usually remix the United States yeah. anthem. They had some chick singing the UK anthem. She was trying to remix it. She was remixing "God Save the Queen." I thought, what is this? And obviously, the American singer for the American accent did what she did. Obviously, she was remixing the hell out of the anthem standard. <laughs> but no, this entire show was. Was was it looked so amateur? It looked a mess, and it wasn't even like it wasn't like some Miami like casino. I think, but it was those those were hella empty seats, hella empty seats. Yeah. They, they, they didn't fill it at all. Just to say, the ring was tiny. Really production. surprised how small the ring was. The production of it was just schoolboy. Really was schoolboy. But um, yeah, I, there was the commentators were saying that you know all this is kind of. Because even Carl Frampton was saying like he's never ex- seen anything like this before in his life. Like he said, this is the quality of his show is insane to him. And I was like, I agree. And we watched <laughs> we watched boxing on Dave before, <laughs> <But, laughs> and that was bad. Yeah, this is the worst one. Yeah, crazy. Um, but yeah, they were saying potentially, hopefully, this is this isn't a distraction for Daniel Dubois. It wasn't from round one, bro. I said, yeah, Brian's food he is easy, easy work for this guy. Um, Brian, I didn't think Brian threw a punch in the first round. Uh, Dubois' jab had him befuddled. Dubois was behind the jab. He was jabbing well. And it looked like, to me, that anything Daniel threw was going to land on Brian. Uh, Or not land, but, you know, he was just an easy stationary target to me, especially in that first round. I will give Brian some credit. He is quite savvy at, even though he's an easy target to hit and he's slow, with very slow footwork, he's very, if you watch him, he's very savvy at avoiding or taking punishment. So he will roll last minute with a shot or cover up really well last minute. So he wasn't taking anything flush, but he was barely throwing. He wasn't, he wasn't really throwing. I think it was finally talking about like to round three when he actually started to try and attempt to maybe counter Dubois or whatever, but yeah, no, he, it was, he was just an easy, easy target all night for Dubois. And Dubois didn't have to get out of first gear. He was happy to jab. He was happy to throw combinations. And eventually, when he was able to catch him, we saw Trevor go down. <laughs> and he went down like a log, I can't lie. <laughs> Timber. Good shot as well. Very good yeah. Shot. He set up, yeah, yeah, really, really well. Explosive, quick as well. Because he threw the left hand and he quickly then threw the right hand, in he? And caught him as he was, yeah. Um, and yeah, we, we knew, like, I think the round before that, round three, he had him hurt and sort of Brian was saved by the bell. So I thought to myself, yeah, this fourth round, he should get him out of here. I, I think my only worry was obviously Dubois was throwing a lot and Brian wasn't throwing much. So I'm there thinking, of the, you know, hopefully Dubois doesn't sort of gas himself out because he's, you know, he's expending a lot of energy throwing punches and stuff. And the second half of the fight, maybe that's when Brian tries to come in and take over. But Brian was, yeah, he just wasn't good enough. Like, that's not the level. He's not the level required, I can't lie. And it was an easy, easy night's work for, work for Daniel Dubois. Yeah. Um, yeah. Shout out to Daniel. <laughs> yeah, not much to say on this one. I just want to shout out Don King. <laughs> because I always feel like it must, it could be like a thing on a boxer's bucket list to have a fight on under Don King because say what you will my man's a legend <laughs> you know he, he's a boxing legend but at the same time he's also a well-known crook yeah I mean, that's why he's le- <laughs> that's, why that's, he's a legend. That's, that's why he's a legend that's partly why but I think he's, he's done big fights um, yeah I mean, probably, iconic I mean, fights <laughs> look, Fulham and Manila look if you do Fulham and Manila and Rumble in the Jungle you're a legend full stop like yeah. you can do everything and obviously yeah. all the fights with Tyson as well but the, the bad thing is obviously at least 10 of his fighters have sued him for millions for robbing them. I'm not joking as well. It's it's yeah, a it's lot. Facts. It's bare fight, bare of it. Like, There's even you, more. Like, like, prominent prominent uh, fighters as well. Ali, Larry Holmes, Mike Tyson, Lennox Lewis. Um, Zab Judah? Zab, no, wait, I don't know. If, I don't know about Zab. Possibly. I, I don't he, know. He, he robbed Zab. Yeah, okay, Ray. cool. Zab. Um, Tim Witherspoon. Um, oh, there's, there's loads. Like these, yeah. and no, these are all world champions and big names in boxing have all sued this guy. They've all had to be settled outside the court. He's he's a well known crook. <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure if Zab sued him, but I know Zab was talk, talked about him finessing him as well. I robbed him a bit. That's what he does. 
<laughs> and and he's a goon. <laughs> he's a warlord good as well. Yeah. <laughs> but he's, he's what 90 odd now. He must be Not 91. Plus. And, and he's still he's like like Bob, he's still there. That's in the faculties are still there. These they, yeah, these, these they're hanging on to it, bro. They're hanging on for their life, you know. <laughs> working at 90. This business must be lucrative or, or boy, yeah. And they're doing their thing. So shout yeah. out Don King, shout out Bob Merrill. They deserve their flowers because they won't be around forever. But yeah. Who's yeah. older? Is Bob is Bob older? Oh well, that's Bob probably about the same. Yeah, Bob yeah. must be 90 old. Yeah. I think they're both touch, yeah, they're both 90. So Obviously, and shout out the bois. That's the last. Uh, there's not much to say on the fight, but shout out the bois, man. It's always good to see him happy, smiling. Um, I guess it's always good to see him happy and smiling because he, I, I'm telling you, he looks lonely as hell that time. <laughs> he looks lonely, and I felt sorry for him because for a fighter to have to, yeah. So seeing him happy, smiling, he's a young guy, he's, he's, he's been successful. I am shout- finished. Shout out Frank Warren for looking after his golden goose because other fighters ain't getting that opportunity. I don't know how he pat, pat that. <laughs> the, the guy that beat Dubois is still sitting there. Dubois has now, because he's now the WBA, I think it was, regular champion. Yeah. That he's now primed for a shot at the winner of AJ Usyk when the rematch happens. He's got that shot there. To be fair to Joe Joyce, I think Joyce is also primed for a shot as well in another governing body. But he ain't got no regular belt. <laughs> to be fair, yeah. WBA the only ones that do the regular belt. To be fair, so the other the other bodies don't do that. So when they do, they just do WBC. I've like three or four. They're still slagging. Oh yeah, they still haven't got rid of all of them, have they? The franchise is still local. The yeah, true. Interim still local. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, WBA he goes down in history as a world champion. Yeah, I mean everyone. Everyone, every regular champion out there is pro- promoted to like their world champion. Yeah, no, they, if, if if you go on the WBA website, they're given full championship status. It said it, under the world champions, it says they, they will have two. It will have the super and the regular. And the regular is well, referred it, to as world champion. In all, in all records, regular yeah. is counted as a, a champion. So, mm-hmm. I mean, the regular was the original belt. So, yeah. the, super, it's the super one's the it's one that great, came around. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, regular has been the historical belt anyway. So, yeah. Obviously, us as boxing purists and boxing fans, we want to see one one champion, so we yeah. ignore the rest, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And to us, the super is the real one. But every record, every list, every regular champion, mm. they're the champion. <laughs> so it's what it is. Yeah, we, we, yeah, it is what it is. So fair play but, to him. Yeah, but Daniel did what he had to do, and. He just needs to keep busy now because obviously AJ Usyk looks as their team. And Daniel's still not ready for AJ or Usyk in my eyes. Afterwards, he called out, you know, he said potentially he wants to fight like someone like Dylan White. I'll, you know, that's a good fight. Uh, I'll keep my reservations as to who wins that for now until it's made. But yeah, I mean, yeah, it's a good fight, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> Would you want to see that fight? He's not ready for it. He's not ready for it, but it, hey, if he feels like he's ready for it. Frank definitely feels like he's ready for it. Then, boy, put him up against the white. Let's see something. Yeah, I'll, I'll watch it. But yeah, once again, we know Dylan White's got that dog in him. <laughs> and, and Daniel, <laughs> and Daniel, we've already questioned. Does he have the dog? And you don't just develop that dog overnight. So yeah, true. Yeah, so, we'll see. We'll see. Um, but yeah, keep busy because AJ and Usyk on a lot of things for a while. So, and then obviously they're straight the potential Fury fight as well. So, just you just got to keep busy. There's guys he can fight. So, um, yeah, he's still got improvement to, improvements to make and to, to do, but this is a great milestone for him, I'm sure. Um, so, yeah. Um, boom. Let's uh, head over to America. Um, what fight was over there? Okay, yes. Edgar Belanga versus um, uh, Angulo. Uh, that was over there in America. Ooh, it was... A W for uh, Mr. Belanga. Uh, but again, Flores, boy, the streets are really on this guy. <laughs> Every single fight, man, it's not looking good for Mr. Belanga, you know. The streets are really onto him. Again, they've said, obviously, you know, the Steve Ross fight, they said that he lost that. This one, they're still saying, you know, obviously, he got the W. 
But yeah, they're saying he, he got gifted another decision again. Damn. Yeah, man. Obviously, we put this guy on our one to watch. You know, he's potentially someone that could could be someone that, you know, could shake things up, etc. But boy, ever since he started fighting, I guess, non, non-bin men, let's put it that way, or non-journeymen, it's, 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 it's been a struggle for him. Um, and yeah, a lot of people are saying that Belanga is an overhyped, sort of hyped, hype train. Um, I think for me, what I saw from this fight, what I would give him is that we actually did show, he did show a bit more of his boxing skills. So I like that he was boxing behind the jab in portions of this fight, which was good because there was a portions where he was looking for the knockout and looking for the big shot and his trainer sat him down and basically just laid into him and said, what are you doing? Stop looking for the big shot. Box him. Box him. The knockout's not going to come. It's not going to come. Start getting behind your jab and start boxing, which is what he did in portions, which was good. Um, Angelo was very, very game. As I mentioned, as I highlighted previously, Angelo's a tough, tough opponent. Someone that's been in there with Benavidez and uh, another good fighter as well. Can't remember who else. But yeah, Angelo is someone that's good. Only had two losses against the very best. So I knew he, I knew Belanga would be tested. Um, and you know what? I'm going to cut him some slack a little bit, Flores, because I think with, with, with Belanga, what's happened, he's a victim, obviously, of his own knockout, knockout prowess, right? Because mm-hmm. obviously he's gone, what, 16 fights, all first-round knockouts against guys that are poor. Yeah. And he's unfortunately then, well, not unfortunately, but he's built, he's got a really good fan base. He fills out arenas. Head like they put him headlining straight away afterwards. Um, you know, he's got a good social media following and stuff. So there's a lot of hype behind him. And so from that top ranker, obviously, it marked him as someone that obviously has got a lot of potential in terms of putting bums on seats. They've gone from giving him sort of bin men to pretty much pretty quickly good opposition in that sense. So it jumps a bit, a lot. It's a bit, it's a big jump for him. He's gone from bin men to solid contenders. And that's why I think it was just too much of a gap for him, which is why he's struggling now. Um, so yeah, I guess a victim of his own early success and really sickly, they should really die down the competition because he's still quite a novice in there, but they won't do that, unfortunately, because it's kind of thing now that obviously they're giving him a couple a couple good contenders and he's done well. They've got to keep feeding those contenders. But um, yeah, man, he's going to keep struggling, unfortunately, because I just think it's a big, big gap for him to make up currently. But yeah, he puts bums on seats and, you know, they've they've got him now headlining cards. So it's peak for him. I can't lie, it's peak for him. Yeah, it's um, the negative aspects of not getting in the rounds in early in your career. Yeah. Uh, those those are meant to be opportunities to practice new things, learn new things, be tested. Yeah. But I guess it's marketable. Once you get 16 first round KOs in a row, the promoters are going to jump on you, push you, they're doing highlight reels. He kind of burst on the scene with that to me, yeah. I remember. I was like, whoa, let me check this guy out. His next fight, he done it again. The next fight, he done it again. I'm like, yo, even I was buying into the hype. But at the same time, said you want to, you want to see learning you want to see improvements and that's what we were calling for and now <laughs> yeah but he's still young he's still young it's tough he's 25 still young but yeah you don't go from 16 first round KOs to fighting what well, solid contenders not the best content but solid guys like it's a big jump for you and you can see that it's testament because that's four fights now UD last four fights UD ever since he stopped fighting the unheard of fighters there was a bit of controversy in this one as well, though, Flores, in the in the seventh round. Yeah, I heard. Uh, yeah, so obviously he's at this point, I think, frustrated, trying to get his work off against Angulo, who's proven to be very tough opposition. They were in the clinch. He claims that Angulo was elbowing him and what whatnot. So my man's tried to do the Mike Tyson, and he's tried to bite him. <laughs> as in, Belanga's tried to bite Angulo. The referee just sort of like obviously like broke up. It's like, oh guys, stop messing around, get back to boxing. <laughs> but it was funny because in the post-fight interview, Belangos even said like he was using the elbows. And I almost went I almost went Tyson on his ass. Like <laughs> he, he acknowledged it, like he fully openly said it. <laughs> and he had to stop himself. He was like, oh what? Let me, let me let me relax. But yeah, again, 
again, signs obviously he was frustrated. Signs of just the youth and inexperience, I guess. Um, just funny because I saw his tweets after. Yeah. Oh what? The apology. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, it's just funny because boy, I never thought I'd see a Mike Tyson moment ever again in the ring. But hey, man, I'm you still biting. You done it? Um, what's well, Fury, yeah. well, Fury licked. He licked Wilder's ear, but um, I don't know about bite. I can't remember anyone who bit. No. So oh, what's it? Ca- Cash Asfa- Ash. Cash Ali. That's the one. That's Cash the one. Got this for, but bit, was it Price's chest? It was pricey. It was pricey. Yeah, David Price's chest. Bit that, that, was, that, 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 that was that that was That one was so funny. <laughs> I wrestled him to the because, ground. Because they, as I say, they wrestled to the floor and then he bit him. I thought, wait, what's this? Bait on his chest. And you, you saw the mark as well. The hench, the hench bite mark as well. Crazy. Crazy, crazy guy. Yeah, I, that Cash Alley guy is a strange one as well. Like, he, I remember he's, he's always calling out like AJ. Yeah, he was talking. Jeff, <laughs> he was talking smack. <laughs> I forgot about that. Weird, weird guy. He was talking about AJ ducking it or something. <laughs> Hey, do you know what that smoke? Bro. Ah, <laughs> oh, that's funny. I remember the tweet. He was tweeting like, yeah. Bro. Proofs of the pudding. <laughs> oh, strange, guy. strange guy. I, I don't even know what possessed him to be calling AJ out like that, but he was moving like, yeah, that like he's he's the big dog for AJ. I thought, wow, okay. Are you the, are you the guy that lost, to, that got done for biting? But um, yeah, shout out to Belanga. The streets are onto you, bro. Though. You need a good performance in your next fight because they're <laughs> they're all saying that you're being gifted your last two, three fights now because you're the popular guy. Um, I personally felt like he did enough to win, but yeah, again, it wasn't. I guess it wasn't a perfect performance. Or it wasn't a performance that you know fills you with serious um, promise, I guess. But like I said, I was happy to see him boxing behind the jabbing portions. Something, yeah. I think he now has he realizes he has to get away from. Looking for the one big shot, these solid contenders aren't going to go down like that. You have to work behind the jab and set you set up your shots and whatnot. But um, yeah, we'll see how he does. Top rank are going to keep milking him, that's for sure. All right, last fight I want to review from the weekend: Jaime Munguia versus Jimmy Kelly. Um, this is, I'm sure you remember, Flores had a lot of words to say about this one. Um, let's delve straight into this one. It was uh, a very sure int- watch it. <laughs> it was a very interesting fight, bro. I'll keep it keep it a buck with you because Jaime started super super slow. Um, this Jimmy Kelly guy, honestly, real talk, I was impressed. Um, he, he was very very impressive until until it ended for him. In fact, I'll even go and say that he's winning. He he won every single round up until the fifth where he got stopped. <laughs> they spat my water. But, uh, <laughs> this Jimmy Kelly guy was, he was really good. Um, I've done some, obviously before the fight, done some more background onto him. I think he, I think he's close with the Fury camp. Or he might even be a Jippo as well. I don't know. But, um, but yeah, um, I think he's from where Fury's from in Manchester. Um or yeah, it's been in the ring with Fury, etc. So very close to their camp. Um, yeah, man, he was boxing really, really well for us behind the jab. Jaime was just, it was weird. Like it was almost like the Jaime of old where he would just let himself be caught for no reason. Like caught yeah. with his hands down, sloppy, just marching forward, not really moving his head. And this Jimmy guy who showed that he was a very competent boxer in terms of footwork, he was catching Jaime with counters and his feints were really, really troubling Jaime. He couldn't really nail down the feints. He couldn't clock it. And this Jimmy guy will faint really well and then shoot the counter shot or come in, faint, and then throw the, le- the right and the left hand and then use his good footwork to get out of the way, etc. So I'm watching him from round one to like, one to five, I'm thinking, what's going on here? Uh, Jaime is really, really sluggish. He, like His punches don't look to have any purchase behind them. He's just, maybe he's just not taking this guy seriously enough. And yeah, I was super impressed by this Jimmy guy. And, you know, there'll be times where they'll both be both exchanging and you're thinking, boy, don't start exchanging with Jaime. He's the wrong guy to exchange with. But Jimmy would, he would do, he'll, he'll be exchanging with him and he'll be catching him. And there were times when actually, he actually rocked Jaime Munguia, bro. He rocked him. Oh. Yeah. 
there were times there was one time where he, he actually hurt him, like well, not severely hurt, but you could see that Jaime yeah, like buzz. It's sort of one of the ones where he, he sort of woke him up, and he was like, okay, cool. He got woke. He woke up now, and then in the fifth round, well, from like the third, fourth, he was you know starting to at least try and press it and trying to start to you know get his steez off. But it was funny because this Jimmy guy fought really well for fifteen minutes. Really, really well, and it was all over for him in 15 seconds. Boxing's boxing's a cruel game, cruel, cruel game. Um, yeah, as I said, Jimmy's the one impressing, doing the better boxing work to me. He gets caught. Jaime catches him with a big shot. My man goes down, um, gets up. It's not really a hurtful shot, more like a flash shot, but obviously, gets up. As we said before, we know how devastated Jaime Mungir is as a forward thinking attacking fighter um Jim, this jimmy guy i'm there thinking boy you got a hold you got like a minute and a bit left hold 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 he's tried to box his way out of the trouble now from jaime trying to you know obviously jab and move etc trying to trade with him and thing is he was still catching jaime with really really good shots i'm thinking to myself, yo this jimmy kelly guy he's good but jaime would then land another big shot dropped my man again i'm thinking boy Again, he's got to his feet, so shakier than before, but you're thinking, okay, he's still got his faculties around him. He can survive this. He gets dropped a third time. I mean, and if doing this, obviously, he's, they're both exchanging and he's catching Jaime still with good shots and doing you know, good sort of slipping, ducking and weaving work, avoiding shots, rolling with punches. But he got caught with another one, gets dropped a third time in the round. Oh, no. Well, actually, this third time, this third knockout, he actually, this third knockdown, he actually took a knee himself. Tactical knee, in a sense where it's like, okay, cool. If I take the knee here, there's exactly 10 seconds left. So I can sort of, you know, get up and see the rest of the round out with 10 seconds left. But obviously, as he's gotten up from that third knockdown and he's gotten up from whatever and 10 seconds left, the referees, the referees just then looked at him and waved it off. I thought to myself, oh, harsh, because he could have seen out the round. He was okay enough. But obviously, after like three knockdowns, the referees probably thinking, hmm. I mean, obviously, we spoke about this before off pod for the floors about how the favored fighter, the referee's happy to, to end it if possible. We'll touch upon that another day, I'm sure. But yeah, it was basically that. Um, yeah, so very odd performance for Jaime because he didn't look great. I'll be, I'll be so real with you, he didn't look great. But when he turned it on, he got this guy out of there. But so I'm there thinking, hmm, did he not take this guy seriously? Possibly. I think it's a high possibility of that because he boxed a lot worse than what... Remember, we've been praising Jaime recently for his better defensive work and just his better work in there. So I feel like it was a situation where he didn't really take this guy seriously. He knew that he could take him out any time. But at the same time, um, obviously coupled with the fact that obviously he's fighting guys who we don't want to see him fight. <laughs> I know for you, it's like, well, you can still be cooked for this. <laughs> Afterwards, they ask him what next. He, do you know who he called out? Okay, someone. No. Called out Bibi. No. Charlo. Called out Jamal Charlo. Okay. He said, he said, he said, put your ball, you know, stop being, a, you know, grow some balls, stop being a pussy, basically. Come fight me. That's what he said. Nah. Never happened. Ain't, ain't gonna happen. <laughs> yeah, ain't gonna happen. <laughs> never, never, ever, ever happening. Ever. Never happened. So yeah. forget that one. Forget that one. You should be calling out. You should be calling out Golovkin or Bubu. Yeah. I don't know why you're calling out Charlo. Bro, bro does Harry Mungria want it? <laughs> uh, I don't know. I, I'm like, I'm, I'm, I haven't watched the fight. So yeah. I'm trying, like, even we question he's, this this fight, the last yeah. fight against people we hadn't heard of. I've, yeah. Maybe, maybe something's going on with him, like, health wise or personal yeah. life. This, by the way, this was his 40th fight, by the way. Oh, no. Yep. Is it 40 or 40th win? One of the two. But, um, yeah. My mate, I, think, I, I think it's 40th, yeah, 40th fight. Yeah, since the Gabe Rosado win, yeah. he hasn't stepped it up at this division. He's he's taken two backward steps, almost, the level of opposition. So, it's a strange one. So, maybe he weren't taking him serious. Maybe something's going on behind the scenes that we don't know of, and he just wants a few fights to... Maybe, maybe he's had an injury. I don't know. 
And as we highlighted now, he's been at middleweight for a long time now. He's had a lot of fights at middleweight. So there's good no... position. Good position for shots as well. Yeah. I don't, yeah. I, again, you question, is it him or is it Oscar? Because obviously we know what Oscar's on. But the difference between what, what happened with him and Canelo, Canelo would refute what people would say. And like he'll come out and say, oh, no, like, I'm not scared of no one. Or, you know, when they'll say, you know, they'll suggest, oh, yeah. How come you're not fighting the thingy? How can you not fight in Golovkin yet? Canelo will openly allude to saying that, boy, that's not me. <laughs> that's not on me. That's the people behind me making the decisions. Like Canelo will openly say that. Jaime is just, he's he's, he, he's not really refuting the claims that people are saying, if you know what I mean. Like he's he's happy to go along with it, if you, if you know what I mean. So it fits the bill with that division though. That's they all do the same thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah as, as we've said before in this spot, that division is very smelly. Um, they're all just resting on the laurels. It's 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 poor. So yeah, it's, it's definitely right in line with the rest of that division. Yeah, we're pointing the finger, all waiting on Canelo. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he's left that division a long time ago. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, I don't, it doesn't even look like it doesn't look like he's coming back at all anytime Bro, soon. Deep in Mar did a fight for that belt, you know. When you talk yeah. about email champs, yeah, yeah, Mar, yeah, Mar was an email champion. Yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. Mardi will fight for the belt and has a 41 since. <laughs> like people talk yeah, about Mar- Hayden. Mar- Mar- Mars will drop in the fact that Mars, Mars fight with Selecki has now been cancelled or postponed because he's, he's got an injury. So he's not even fighting my man anymore. And you know what's going to happen when he comes back from injury. He, he might not fight Selecki again, but he'll fight someone, someone at that level. He's not going to fight anyone credible. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> like the comments, comments about it. Oh, he doesn't need to fight Kane Applied. It's going to be an easy win. He might as well yep. fight Canelo. Yep. Bloody hell. Fuck it off. Man. These lot are thirsty, aren't they? Thirsty. It's nasty. Because I mean, we've, <laughs> we've been saying Miles the, Miles the one, but he's moving. Uh, yeah. Sad to see. <laughs> Sad to see. But yeah, Mungia got the W as expected against the guy he should be, you know, knocking out. Um, boy, I'm happy, I'm happy to see Jimmy Kane again. He impressed me a lot in that fight, so... You know, I, I, I look out for him. Like I said, he, he's... trained by? Uh, I, 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 no, I didn't know. I don't know. It's funny. It's, like I said, it's, this is how random it was. He's a UK fighter with over 20 starting fights who me and you had never even heard of before, ever. <laughs> never. Doesn't have, a, doesn't have a wiki page or nothing. Like, he's... We just literally said, who the hell is this guy? <laughs> I've never seen who he's fought with. I don't know who he's beat. I don't know who he's lost to. He lost, uh, he lost to Liam Smith a couple of years ago. And yeah, I think that's the only like opponent of credible note on his resume. Um, yeah, again, seems like bad. Yeah, Lynn, yeah, Lynn Smith is decent, so, so, solid competitor. Um, but yeah, Jaime's done. My, yeah, I'm not expecting because of this current run of fights Jaime's on. I'm not expecting to be wild, but wild by his next opponent. To be honest, because clearly Golden Boy are just milking him, or he's milking himself. I don't know. Like, I can't forget, like we said, this guy was mandatory for Boo Boo time ago, but has refused to take the fight. So it is what it is. It's just too funny. All these bands, their fights getting postponed, they're getting injured, they're not fighting each other. <laughs> yeah, no, nah, the 160 boys of the week goes to the 160 pound division. <laughs> that entire division boys of the is year, very man. smelly, very, very smelly. Sitting around like deep, yeah. When you deep who they fought in their recent fights, all the champions. It's, it's the Selecki's. It's the only uh, credible uh, one is Triple G because he yeah, went unified. With, yeah, when a unified with Morata, that's a very credible one to be honest. Um, and that's saying a lot. <laughs> uh, Liam Williams. Yeah. <laughs> um, who did just trying to fight last? You back Junior? You know Montiel. what he's not doing? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, the Montiel was a fast. <laughs> I might, yeah, we might have to put a list of who these men have fought. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, no, we, might, we, might, we might have to tweet it. We might have to go on... on, on yeah, Flores, let's, let's do that. Yeah, on the account. Just, just, just break deep. down how everyone, who they fought in that division and why they're not fighting each other. Crazy. Crazy, crazy, crazy. But yeah, man, let's let's, let's leave the 160 pounds aside. Let's move on to our preview for next week. Um, just one fight to preview, but it's a big one, actually. Um... We're turning to 175 pounds, light heavyweight division. We've got unification between Arto Baturbiev. He's got two of the belts. 
and Joe Smith Jr. who's got one of the belts. Um, big, big unification. Um, one that's obviously going to have a lot of repercussions in that division. Um, obviously, this division, I guess the lights are kind of on it, but not kind of on it, but kind of on it because obviously Canelo came and graced his presence. He graced that division with his presence for a little bit. Um, but yeah, I'm happy we're getting this fight because these are the real 175 pounders. And this is what we really want to see. Um, that division unified up and eventually I've seen an you know, undisputed fight between the two Russians. Um, does Joe Smith Jr. have a chance? <laughs> That's what I want to ask you. <laughs> he has a chance. Yeah. He does have a chance. Yes. Terbiev is getting old. People are saying they're starting yeah. to see chinks in his armor and whatnot based mm. off the last fight with uh, Brown, Brown, was it? Yeah, Marcus yeah. Brown. Um, he's been dropped before. Yeah. So he does have a chance. Um, mm. Do I think he wins? No. Yeah. <laughs> do I think he gets stopped? Most likely. Yeah. <laughs> but Biterbiev is getting, what, 37 now? He's 37, so, yeah. But yeah, I don't think Joe Smith Jr., in, in terms of yeah. his level, is of that level. I agree. Unless Biterbiev is generally on the way down, then he might yeah. get him. But um, yeah. What's your thoughts? Yeah, no, I, I pretty much echo those, I think. I'm expecting the Biterbiev stoppage win. Mm. Um, I don't think Joseph Jr. is trash. But I just don't think he's not trash, but there's levels, as we like to say on this pod. And I've never considered him the level of a Batoviev or a Bivol. I'll be so real. Even the Ukrainian um who Batoviev beat in that unification fight, um Govodzik, I can't I can't say his name, but you know who I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah. I think he will he he's better than Joseph. Like when when it was the the four no, yeah, when it was the four of them all holding belts. I was openly saying that Joe Smith Jr. to me is the weakest out of the, out of everyone else compared to the other champions, comfortably, to be honest. Um, which is why I think Batoviev does, even if... I, I'm not going to go ahead and say that it is a, uh, a weakened Batoviev or a Batoviev that's on the way down. Um, because I will say that with that Marcus Brown fight, I guess the cut also troubled him a lot. It was quite a nasty cut. Um, yeah which Patov showed, obviously, champion True Grit to battle through. Um, but yeah, you the can... Way, you, the way he turned it up as well. Literally, as soon as... Yeah, similar to what Fury did against um, against Wallin when, you know, the, that the, the, the prospect of the fight getting stopped was there. They went crazy and Patov just went nuts. Literally turned into an animal. Um, yeah, Brown was outboxing him in portions, but Marcus Brown's a good boxer, to be fair to him. He's a very good boxer, to be fair. So... Um, I just don't think, yeah, I don't see Joseph at that level. Um, so this would be a huge shock if Joseph Jr. was able to pull this off. Um, but yeah, to me, this is uh, a Batovia W. And I think Batovia is going to get to him at some point and knock him out. Um, yeah. So mm-hmm. I'm really looking forward looking forward ahead to the hopeful, hopefully we get the Bivol um, undisputed fight. But yeah, it's boxing. Anything can happen. Um, but well, yeah, no, nah, I'm not expecting it to. I'm not expecting Joe Smith Jr. to pull off the upset. Um, someone's going to be in the crowd over there. Um, a few lions in the camp. Mr. Anthony Yard, yep. And Anthony Yard are apparently flying over there to watch the fight. Yeah. Because they have first dibs. Been lined up. <laughs> yeah, they've got first. So does, do you, yeah, to be honest, it will be next win. They won't get the unification. It won't be the undisputed next. It will be fully Mr. Anthony Yard winning. That's what Frank Warren and Barbarian were saying. Yeah. It's been agreed the, the things in place, the venues in place. Fair play. It's been agreed yeah, for a long it, time. It's, it's going to happen in London, isn't it? Yeah. It's happening in London, mm-hmm. I think. Fair play. Um, yeah. When, well, when that fight comes, we'll talk about that because I've got some thoughts towards that one, of course. Um, but it's, I guess it's good for Yard to get that scouting mission in to pre what Mr. Patoev is saying. And formulate, start formulating sort of, sort of, some sort of game plan, him and Tunde. So, um, but yeah, it's, it should be good. It should be a good fight. And um, yeah, fully expecting a knockout W for Mr. Batobiev, who I've always said is the scariest one in that division. Um, in fact, they're probably, it's probably good that he's getting old because, <laughs> listeners, Batobiev is another monster. <laughs> 
as we, we, we talked about pound for pound, hardest, hardest punches, he's got to be in there in the floor. He's got to be in the top five easily. Yeah. It, he's, hasn't he won every fight by knockout? Oh, apart from one, maybe. Mm. Yeah. I can't think of a fight. He hasn't. Yeah, in fact, yeah, I think he's got, yeah, let me check now. 17 wins, 17 KOs. He's won every fight by yeah. KO. <laughs> and he's stopping quality guys, by the way. He's not stopping bumps. Mm-hmm. He's been stopping quality guys. So, yeah. Absolute animal. Um, to have a hundred percent knockout ratio and two belts says a lot, man. He's he's a problem. Um, and yeah, I'm expecting that knockout streak to continue. Likewise. Calm. Well, more agreement there. We'll see what happens. But um, but yeah, I think that's that's it for this week, Flows. Um, unless you got anything else you want to add. Um, I believe there was the boxing hall of fame. Oh yeah. Yeah, Floyd Floyd was inducted, wasn't he? Yeah, so I saw his speech. Who else was in it? I think I'm not sure. I think Crawford was, you know. Excuse me? So someone someone was telling me that. Can you, can you check? I sorry. I didn't watch wait, it. Oh, wait, uh, wait, sorry. Did, did you say Crawford? Yeah. I, I don't know. Someone was bugging when they were telling me. But because I, I I I saw a clip of Mayweather's speech. Yeah. Um, yeah, he was crying. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah. Cotto. Was Cotto inducted this year or last year? I think Cotto was inducted this year as well. Oh, my gosh. What am I seeing? <laughs> Why are you too confused? <laughs> you say Crawford shouldn't be there? No. Oh, no. Okay, yeah. He, was, he wasn't inducted. I think he just gave a speech. I gave a speech. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> what, you, you, you acted like you wanted to drag him off that one. Yeah, I mean, why? Why should Crawford be on the Hall of Fame? Come on now. No, I mean, obviously he's a shoe. He, no, he's a few. He's a shoe in the future when he retires. But why? Are we, why are you putting a guy in that's still fighting? <laughs> Hall of Fame is meant to be a retiree thing. You get me? So, yeah, true. Thanks. Right, thanks come thanks. on, man. Let's 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 not be silly. Let's not jump the gun. But yeah, Crawford will be in, even if he loses to Spence or the Spence fight doesn't happen. He's still going in there because he unified the whole division. Yeah. Speaking of which, apparently that fight is pretty much done. Well, rumors are saying that it's it's well. I, I I'm not gonna because look, I'm not gonna get my hopes up. But yeah, rumors are saying that that fight is more or less pretty much there. The only yeah, I'm seeing random I've seen people sources yeah. and yeah, they're saying that they're saying sixty forty in favor of Spence. Yeah, I'll, I'll wait. I'll wait till it's wait until Benson drops the scoop. <laughs> They were Benson. See, PBC showed me the poster. PBC that I need to see it from. All the Mike Coppages who post something and then they get the bunts. <laughs> I think Mike Coppages is the only one who's said anything like as a boxing known journalist. And he's the last one I believe. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I don't think I believe that guy ever, ever since I saw Bob send him to hell. <laughs> Nah, I remember one time he posted, <laughs> he, he's one of the worst. He posted something and then Eddie Hearn said, That's not true. Yeah. And he said, Yes, it is. <laughs> it was about Eddie Hearn's good fight. He said, Yes, it is. My sources told me. And he was like, What are you talking about, brother? So <laughs> he told me, Yes, it is. Oh, uh, uh, ever, ever since that guy got sent to hell? <laughs> <laughs> My comments is a bozo, man. <laughs> And he stood stood there. <laughs> See, fair, all of them are Dan Raphael. You took spare crud as well. He's a person. That it was funny because that was the one that inadvertently crashed their mic for getting caught by Bob. <laughs> Jimmy Flores, he said, in all my years working boxing, he said, in all my years working in boxing, I never seen someone get sent to hell like this by Bob. <laughs> Listeners, you probably don't even know what we're talking about, but it's hilarious. I promise you. Ah, you know how funny it is. How can the journalists be crashing in? I'm crying. Oh, don't finish me. Yeah, no, that's we're done because I'm I'm finished. I'll I'll go watch. It's too funny. Box is hilarious. Absolutely hilarious. Promoters beefing, journalists beefing, coaches beefing. Bro, everyone beefing. It's hilarious. Fighters, coaches, journalists. Promoters, oh my gosh, it is, yeah, it's so funny. I'm surprised. I'm surprised refs don't beef <laughs> and judges, <laughs> refs and judges. I'm sure they do low key that we don't know of, but yeah. Oh, that is so funny. 
But yeah, that's been episode 94 with Strategies and Podcasts. Once again, I've been your boy Cam. I'm your boy Flows. And make sure you keep following us, like, subscribe, keep supporting. Peace.